You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? Hey, it's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Food. A fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, Earth Station Who listeners. Welcome to another episode. That's right, folks. We are going way back this time. And we are going back to 1972 from February 26th till April 1st. We are looking at the sixth part, The Sea Devils, featuring John Pertwee as the Dr. Joe Grant by Katie Manning, of course, and Roger DeGaldo as the Master. It was a real interesting storyline, and we're going to have a lot of fun talking all about it tonight. So we definitely would love to hear from you guys. Feedback at earthstationwho.com. Let us know what you guys thought. Did you like it? Did you not? Please, let us know. We definitely want to hear from you guys. But of course, before we get started, let's welcome our co-host for this evening. Of course, the lovely and talented Mary Ogle. Everybody, it is fantastic to be here. One day I'm going to throw it off and say the lovely and talented Mike Gordon. <laughs> Just to see what everyone And then I will say howdy. Exactly. Oh, which will even be better. So that would be awesome to see. So, and of course, Mike Gordon is here. Howdy. So no real Doctor Who news this week other than confirmation and marketing material and stuff from BBC and BBC America saying that the 17th of April, which is only two weeks away, folks, that Doctor Who is coming our way. And we got Legends of the Sea Devils coming your way. And it should be a ton of fun, hence why we're reviewing the Sea Devils beforehand. So we've already reviewed Fury of the Deep, which was the only other appearance of the Sea Devils. And that was during the Fifth Doctor era. And it it was memorable in some ways. Most ways, not so much. So it will be very interesting to, you know, talk about this one and excited with the trailer for the next episode of Doctor Who and see where it leads into. Because, folks, this is it. After this is the last Jody story. Yes, I hear some cheering from some portion of the crowd, but the rest <laughs> is, you know. Not so much so. I'm not sad that it's the last Jody story. Are you going to be sad that it's the last Chibnall story? Well, let's just say I'm not going to be shedding many tears. (laughs) You're not going (laughs) to go out sobbing. Chibnall! Don't go! Yeah, that's 
that's, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no, you're definitely not going to worry about that one. So it's going to be very you know bittersweet and everything. So, you know, looking forward to it. Our next episode is going to be a live one, folks. We are going to be reviewing on, I think, what, the 19th at 8 p.m. Eastern on Facebook Live. We will be reviewing the Legends of the Sea Devils. So it should be very interesting to see what we get and who's going to join us because I have no clue right now. So. It'll be a ton of fun, other than these two wonderful folks. And if it was just the three of us, it would be great. So it's always good with that. But we definitely would love to hear from you guys and have you guys join us. So definitely stay in touch and listen to this episode. I'm going to just jump in with the review of the Sea Devils because, you know, that would be too quick of a segue anyway. So I think uh, we got it. And was this your guys' first viewing of this one? It was my first viewing, or at least as far as I remember. Yeah, mine as well. I mean, I know that we had uh, we had reviewed Warriors of the Deep. Um, Probably about a year and a half ago or so. Yeah, so I'd seen the Sea Devils before with the Solarians. Um, I don't know if that was a great introduction to the Sea Devils <laughs> for me. Um, I would say it was not, actually. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... Uh, but yeah, I've heard a little bit about them. I thought, I guess, based on just fan reaction and excitement to them coming back, that they'd been used a bit more than twice before. But um, it looks like they've only appeared really in two stories. So mm -hmm. It's pretty amazing that you have them popping up just in these two storylines. And, you know, I would think, you know, the Sea Devils, you know they would have been a bigger threat you know when we when we heard about you know some of the underwater stories that we had like the underwater menace and stuff like that and it was i always thought you know this was other sea devil stories like with the second doctor and or what was the one that was uh the seaweed or something what was the one that they were in the sub uh that had david warner in it um uh oh that was the ice warrior story yeah, with, it was a nice 11, warrior story. With the 11th. I was like, I thought that was, yeah, I, you kind of expected a sea devil story out of that. But um, yeah, that's, yeah, you would think that they, especially since their counterparts, the Solarians, have been used quite a bit. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But no, it's, it's interesting that we never got more sea devils, especially, like you said, because we got the whole thing with Madame Vastra, but we also got, you know, the sea devils and the Solarians are related. So it's like, you got the Solarians. Why didn't you get the sea devils? Well, I wonder if that's why we didn't get more sea devils because they're so similar to the Silurians. Could be, but they're, but the sea devils are on water, Mary. They're, they live in water. There's a yes. big difference there. Yeah, water, land. Come on, there's Mary. There's a huge difference except in the storyline and the backstory. And <laughs> I guess we haven't seen the Sea Devils because I guess there was no uh, uh, partnership with the British Navy in order to make uh, <laughs> to show off all their difference? latest latest uh, toys and uh, vehicles. So that's probably why we haven't seen another uh, storyline with the uh, Sea Devils. That was the best part of the episode. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, that I'm not complaining. I am not complaining. Uh, this was the first time I'd seen it. I didn't know what to expect. 
Um, I generally like third Doctor stories, so I was uh, going in uh, with pretty much an open mind. But right away, when we see, I think we even see Roger Delgado before we see the Doctor in this, right? Um, and uh, I was like, oh, we're getting Roger Delgado, the Master, for six ep- At first I was like, oh, it's going to be six episodes. It's a six-parter. Oh, my goodness. And then I saw Roger Delgado in the episode one, I was like, Oh, it's only going to be six episodes. Bummer, because mm-hmm. like usually he only pops up in like the last half of the story, right? If even um, that, yeah, exactly. Like you know, some character that we've been following for a while suddenly reveals, "I'm the master." Um, but this, we get him right away, and he's just he's just a special kind of cool. Like I mean, like I just enjoy watching him tremendously, and uh, and, and especially in him. Uh, his chemistry that he has with uh, John Pertwee—it's um, just really fun, and I could watch—I could watch like six more episodes of that. Oh yeah, most definitely. And I was excited when I didn't know it was a master story at first. I had no idea either until like yeah, about ten minutes in when they show him, and they're like, "Oh, oh, this is yeah. good." Yeah, <laughs> I can, I'm awake now. <laughs> he, he's the real villain of the story. It's he, not really yeah. the Sea Devils because he's manipulating everybody. Yep. Exactly. The sea devils are pretty much pawns in this one. Right. And it was just really interesting to see them, you know, attacking another base under siege, of course. But, you know. Literally. Yeah, literally. And it was interesting, you know, you got to see um, Pertwee, of course, play with all the toys that he could play with from stealing the boat and, you know, the at the beginning and then, you know, all the other things he was doing. It was, it was fun. And it was a good third doctor story. This, this is, you could say this is like the inception of like base under sea stories, because there are multiple bases <laughs> under multiple sieges, sieges. Like, like, it's just like, it's like siege after siege after siege on base after base after base. And it's like, okay, that's, this is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It felt like almost like I almost expected in some parts. Okay, when's James Bond going to be jumping into it? Or you know, oh, it's well, very James Bond. I mean, yeah. it's John Pertwee, so of course it's he's the James Bond Doctor. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I was thinking it's funny that it it has third third Doctor, especially Earthbound third Doctors have such a different feel yeah, from the really rest do. of the series. I mean, I I love them. I I really enjoy them. But they and and I'm not saying he doesn't come across as the doctor. He definitely does. But they have they have a very different feel. I mean, he he's out. He's punching people, chopping them down, <laughs> pushing <laughs> them away. You know, he's very active mm-hmm. in a way that a lot of the other doctors aren't. And I'm so used to him being earthbound that when the when he first you know encounters meets up with the master in prison. And, and, uh, you know, he says he's calling just to, or he's calling, stopping by just to check up on him. And the master kind of calls him on. He's like, you just want to find out where my TARDIS is so you can escape this planet. And, uh, you know, the third doctor's like, no, not really. (laughs) I have no idea what you're talking about. And, uh, and yeah, you kind of forget that, especially for the, that first season with John Pertwee, all he wanted to do was get out of town. Um, uh, I think that was less so um, with Joe, at least the first uh, little bit with Joe. But um, yeah, so he's he's looking to get out of there, um, and uh, you kind of forget about that. 
Mm-hmm. It was interesting too because you know when they went to the uh, prison where the master was being killed and they were showing the doctor, oh, nobody here could be hypnotized. We're all repro, you know, programmed not to, and you know, and then of course, you know, they've all been working for the master all along. Right? They, they're all they're all hypnotized. Exactly. <laughs> they're just been told not to not. To pretend not to be hypnotized. Mm, exactly. And that was I mean, pretty the funny. jailer is not the brightest bear ever to walk the forest path anyway. Oh, well, he got what he deserved, you know. It, it is interesting. They, you know, he goes to see him here and you kind of get the impression that, because we're watching these out of order, so you, but you kind of get the impression that he was just captured, the master was just captured in the last story. But at least if this is you know, going linear fashion the way that they're released. I mean, there's a few stories back. I think it's the the demons are the la- is the last time that they uh, they encounter the master and they capture him. So um, that's a quite a number of stories uh, back. Uh, so there's he's in the, he's been in that prison for a little while. Yes. Yeah, but I bet he took control about five seconds after he got there. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty, although he's, he's pretty rusty. I mean, he tries to, almost everybody he tries to hypnotize in this are like, yeah, no, it's not It's not working. Not working, sorry. He, he ends up having to hit them as well. Like, <laughs> <laughs> He probably enjoys that. So even even the uh, the head of the prison, he doesn't hypnotize. He, he maneuvers. Well, he manipulates he kind of, him. He manipulates him, but he doesn't outright just like he's not a slave to him, right? He's he's actually thinks he's doing he's doing the right thing. Uh, he uh, he appeals to his patriotism. But I mean, which, that's the, the thing about the master just, is he doesn't need to hypnotize you because he's a John master Hutch- manipulator. <laughs> Literally, um, uh-huh. when uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was awesome. Um, uh, when uh, John Pertwee says uh, patriotism, it sounds like a bad word. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it can be a bad word. Sure, sure. <laughs> oh, we, because we, it clouds we have found your judgment. It, yeah, we have found that out recently in this country. Yeah, well, we found that out a long time ago, but it, yeah, it's really obvious right now. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying that even classic Doctor Who, there were politics involved. <gasps> I know that's very hard to believe. I'm shocked. Is, is this woke? <laughs> wow. Do we need to cancel the Doctor? Do we need to cancel the Doctor. <laughs> cancel culture. Cancel culture. <laughs> that took I will turn. say that um, I think the uh, the. I was kind of bummed. I thought we were going to get a twofer because I kept waiting. I kept th- thinking that the Brigadier was going to come in the second half of this or something, but unit never really shows up. And that was kind of a bummer. And they could have fit right in actually. <laughs> oh, absolutely. very much. I was fully expecting the Brigadier to show up with helicopters and boats. And, you know, I wanted to see the, yeah, the unit destroyer. Basically. I thought that was going to be, would have been cool. Of course, you know, piloted by Benton. Had to be, <laughs> but it was it would have been cool. But the sea devils themselves, they weren't all that memorable in it. You know, it was yeah. most it was like they were like the henchmen, the you know they were you didn't you know and especially I loved how the doctor though referred to the Solarians because of what ha- what the brigadier ended up blowing them up. 
at the end of it, you know, when the, while the doctor was trying to negotiate peace. And it was just, it was interesting how they kept on referring back to that in the story. Well, see, devils get blown up too. Yeah, I, I know. I know. Well, you I, see, I want to talk about that though, because that was one of the problems I had with this story was that the sea devils were so similar to the Silurians, uh-huh. even down to blowing them up at the yeah, end but, when yeah, he's but, trying to negotiate with them. But the Silurians were blown up by the brigadier, uh, not with the doctor's permission. In this one, the doctor's like, ah, screw it. And he just blows them up himself. He's like, I tried. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I tried to issue peace, but uh, you guys don't listen, so I'm just going to blow you up. I tried to help you, and look, is this is what you give me? How could you? Yeah, I mean, I still think that just felt like the writer was. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I'm just going to blow him up. Yeah, yeah, I'll make the doctor do it this time with the hay. I mean, th- they don't. They have no autonomy throughout the whole story. You don't get to know the sea devils at all. Mm-mm, they just get yeah. compared to the Silurians. Yeah, they're just tools. And for a while, like for the first couple of episodes, I'm like, is there only one sea devil? (laughs) Because you only see one guy. But I guess they didn't hire the rest until until they were shooting the third episode. Well, I mean, it's not, you know, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's better if we don't see them. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, for the time, it's not bad. But it certainly is not, yeah, we've seen much worse uh, in Doctor Who, but even later Doctor Who, (laughs) um, but they're not great. They're not, they're not really greatly designed. No, no, the ones, Uh, compare them to the ones we've seen in the trailer, the new trailer. Oh, well. They look fantastic. Oh, yeah. Compared to it. Yes. Well, think about the changes in technology since 1972. Or, you know, think about since 1983. So when was their last time they appeared? So it's, you know, the technology is greatly improved. And, you know, I would love to see more of them. And I'm glad we're getting them. But after watching this, I was like, now I understand why they didn't appear as much. And... Because yeah. those, those costumes did not look up comfortable at all to be in either. Well, and, you know, like I said, my first exposure to them had been uh, Warriors of the Deep. And I think they were less effective <laughs> in that one, uh, really. Um, their look, I didn't really appreciate their, I think they look better here, as a matter of fact. Um, so I, after w- watching now these two, while I think that they're a decent concept, I, I, I must say, I, I, would, I don't really understand all those people who are like, oh, yeah, we're finally getting them back and knew who. It's like, really, you, did you really miss them? Like, they, they, I don't know if they were that big a deal, really. Yeah, well, I don't think they were, but I hope, I hope they get some sort of storyline that befits them this time, because I think they could be an interesting, you know, race to explore, but well, th- that doesn't happen here. <laughs> from from what little we know about uh, the story that is uh, what we're going to get in a couple weeks is uh, it kind of breaks with the their introduction here, right? Because here they're supposed to be introduced for the first time, and the storyline that uh, we're that we're getting in a couple weeks uh, implies that they were 
uh, or they made an appearance much sooner. Now, granted, there are they do kind of say that there are different pockets of them and there are different camps of them. So, so it's possible that one one camp could be uh, could do things without the other's knowledge and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, unit should well. This is and it's probably way before unit, so it's not like they should have a file on them already. Yeah, well, you could just sort of hand wave that away. Yeah, I mean, and look, I mean, I especially mean, if it takes most of it, the action takes place on a pirate ship. You know, <laughs> there's yeah, may not be any even any history. But it's like they're gonna. So you know, going in, you probably have to think, okay, well, they're going to be all destroyed again because there's no, otherwise. Why exactly. are they still around? Exactly. There's no chance of yeah. people knowing them or anything like that. And there's no records, like you said. So yeah. it's, it's not that Chibnall really cares about continuity. Oh, no, he doesn't care. So, and so, I don't care either if it turns out to be a good a good story. Fair enough. Fair enough. I if, don't know if they've been big, used in if, big, if, if. I, I don't know <laughs> if they've been used in Big Finish. I would imagine that they have. Oh, but God, I, I don't know. They must have. I can't imagine Big Finish wouldn't have a sea devil story but who knows i don't know for sure it seems like something that's ripe for big finish because they are explored so little so Mm -hmm. you know you could really you could really make up some good stuff if only we had the internet malcolm Malcolm hulk is the uh the writer of these episodes and he's i i usually like malcolm hope for the, the most part yeah, I think I think Malcolm with because uh, I think um, a lot of times he's he's with uh, Terrence Dix, a script editor. So the, just between the two of them, um, and this is during the Barry Letts era, they usually do some pretty decent stuff. There's not really, you know, there's not really any clunkers, downright, outright like stinkers, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't. Well, I don't think he does much with the Sea Devils. He he does no. have some really fun stuff going on with the Master. Yeah, it, and, th- you're right, Mary. the The whole the, the big story here is the Doctor versus the Master, um, and I think that's played out pretty well with a lot of like cool things that the British Navy is doing, and that yeah. I mean that's and so you see like a lot of like and you could you could definitely see I mean. You know, it kind of brought out the kid in me because I was like watching this like with with kid eyes, uh, kid eyes going, wow, what's that do? You know, like, like, yeah. oh, is that real? Like, I mean, you know, jet skis and, and hovercraft and all that stuff was pretty new at the time for uh, I mean, I still like seeing jet skis. So, yeah, well, that, that part was really fun. I enjoyed that, too. There's lots of gadgets in here, even the gadget that the that the master builds. The yeah. little machine that that's pretty fun i mean as far as that goes i thought i thought those parts were great and joe actually gets to do a lot oh in very this much episode. So. she res- rescues the doctor a couple of times mm-hmm. yeah and i loved it you know even in the first episode when joe was like you know showing up with the doctor's badge because the doctor doesn't have time for badges <laughs> and everything he doesn't need no stinking badge exactly <laughs> He'll just eat your sandwiches. Exactly. Um, I, uh, you know, the more I see Joe Grant stories, the more I have to give her, uh, the more I'm impressed by her because the first few stories that we saw or that I was exposed to anyway, 
she was how did one of our co-hosts put it just a big ball of hair big big bag ba- of hair big dumb bag ball of hair. <laughs> something like that yeah, right something like that and i didn't disagree because she was just kind of uh there she wasn't very intelligent she didn't really add much she got in trouble a lot like she just got captured a lot and all that kind of stuff but the last few stories that we've seen with her more and more she's impressing me she's not like I mean, she's no warrior uh, or anything like that, but she's pretty capable of of doing things. She's not afraid to do things. And uh, like Mary said, she actually helps out the doctor on on at least two occasions during this story, maybe more. Yeah, she's very resourceful. Yeah, she just she has she just gets whenever he's he's taken, which is often in this story. She just she comes up with a plan right away to get him out. And and if you don't mind my saying, she looks good doing it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's not dressed in a mini skirt and heels. No, <laughs> not at all in this one. No, 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 no. Uh, what skin tight white outfit when she's trying to hide? <laughs> I'm like, really? You can't see her like 14 miles away. Uh, <laughs> she pretty much stands out in the background, but that's all. Well, maybe the sea devils just don't have good vision above the, the water or something like that. <laughs> we'll just hand wave that away. Exactly. Because Doctor Who. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. If they come from the sea and they're related to fish, maybe they just, maybe they don't, they have that short-term memory problem. Oh, you're going the Dory route. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. That would be funny. Mm-hmm. Sea dories. <laughs> the dories. The sea dories. The sea dories. Wow. Wow. How do you rank this, though, up against some of the other Pertwee stories that we've seen? Especially the Delgado era, you know, with the Master. Really fun Master story. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, he was really the mustache twirling villain in this one yeah (laughs) yeah he's having a good time you could tell um you know and it really showcases his his manipulation skills he's just he's doing that left and right Mm -hmm. Um, yeah he's obviously the one in the driver's seat i mean he's manipulating everybody including the doctor um because the doctor is it has to play catch up i don't think he's like really on top of things until the final episode um when he finally starts to sway things uh in his favor but prior to that i mean the master is the one who's like just controlling the chessboard it's interesting and even at the I end think... with the with him getting away um oh know, faking the heart attack yeah <laughs> well there's an interesting dynamic between them because i i always get the i get the feeling that um he doesn't really want the master to be imprisoned on some I... level I, I yes, and I don't know if that's the first time that he yeah because we watched these out of order so I have no idea but he does reveal that you know you could say what does he say something like you could say we could were say almost we went, like school chums yeah exactly you could say we went to school together or something like that and it's like oh okay so there is a big history between the two of you oh yeah well they definitely say there is a history they this is not that's not the first time they've said that and so it was it was interesting and. I liked, you know, the dynamic, the chemistry between the two of them is just awesome. Yeah, they really play well off each other. And it's it's funny because I started thinking about it. And ever, literally since 
none of the masters and doctors have had the same kind of chemistry between the two of these guys. don't know about it. I don't know. I think Capaldi and Missy had... I was thinking the same thing. That was the the one that came to mind as well, for me. Yes. Uh, Capaldi and and Missy, yeah. Capaldi's Doctor and Missy. Michelle Gomez. That that was pretty good. Some of the episodes they were in were not nearly as good. But but they were really a good connection together. No. I I could almost see it, but I just... I still think this one was better, but I did. Well, I did. You know, the, you know. he's your first, right? Well, he's the first master. He right? is the first he's master. Sets, he's he sets first the bar love. for everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. He, he sets the bar for everybody. Um, so the bar has I mean, been struck. Delgado is my favorite master. Oh God! Oh, yes. He and he and Missy are pretty close. And you know, I mean, if he hadn't, you know, met an untimely end, I mean, we might we we should have gotten more of him. Yeah, oh, we lost you would have way, way too soon. Absolutely, very much. And it so. just makes it, you know. I mean, I know that a lot of the people that are are in these that we watch now are no longer with us. But when they meet a tragic end like he did, like way too soon, it just kind of bums me out when I see him because he's he's so good. And I'm and I you know I know he's been in other things, but I I I don't think he left near the impression on anything else he did than he did on as big as uh, Doctor Who anyway. Mm-mm. he's just so good like i I'm just like man what, what i don't know if he really i guess he peaked here you could say that that's a good way to put it you know him being the master is really what he's known for compared to the other roles and it was interesting too because we're talking mostly about him when the sh- the episode is the sea devils <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Yeah, but it's really about him and the Doctor. Of course. It, the Sea Devils are just kind of there. <laughs> kind yeah, of... they might as well be his, like, minions. Yeah, I mean, they, they kind of are his minions. Oh, they are his minions. I mean, his unwitting minions, but... Yes. Except for they're not yellow. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, it was... But it was interesting, too, because I liked... All the different interactions. I did like, you know, the different Pertwee moments. But the problem was, it was, you know, I think part of it, it could have easily been four episodes and been just as well. I think it would probably even be better. Nah. You don't think so? Give me more Delgado. Really? <laughs> wow. Don't cut, don't cut out any Delgado. I mean... Yeah, if there were two episodes that he wasn't really in, but he's in everything. He's in all of these. And I mean, yes, does 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 the plot like, you know, is it stretched out? Sure. But, you know, they do a pretty good job at introducing like new gadgets and new things and I don't know, I broke it up in the course of a couple of days. I watched uh, an hour and a, a, well, an hour an hour and a half one day and then an, an hour and a half the other day. So I broke it up into two parts so it didn't feel as monotonous and long to me. But it didn't. Even so, the 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 episodes flew by for me. I thought it was thought it was really fun to watch, and I didn't feel like it was bloated or overly bloated. Anyway, I mean, I 
Yeah, I think you could have told the story in four episodes, but I didn't really care because like Mike's saying, it was just so much fun to watch them running around and getting in their little vehicles and yeah. just everybody seems to be having a great time. So it's just, it was just fun to watch. Yeah. So what if they're like, you know, so what if you're watching the doctor getting this like mammoth, like, what did they call that thing? The, the, the thing that's going to lower him to the sea base. Oh, the bell, uh, the diving bell. The diving bell. Oh, the diving bell. Yeah. Like, and I have, you know, I've never seen anything like that before. And I'm just like fascinated by that. I was like, is this directed by James Cameron? Um, and, uh, you know, so yeah, they spend like 20 minutes on that in two episodes. And I'm like, I don't care because it's fascinating. Um, when they hop on, you know, when they, when they hop on the, the hover, uh, the hoverboard, uh, the hover ship or whatever, the hovercraft, uh, hovercraft. Thank you. Uh, that's pretty cool looking. And I was like, can we go on that? Um, yes, and, you can actually. And, <laughs> well, no, I meant the camera. Can we actually take the camera on there and like oh. and see what they're doing on there? Um, and, uh, and likewise the, the, uh, the jet skis when they're on the jet skis, it's pretty fun too. Like all that stuff kept me interested um and yes you the plot is only like yeah that's only like an hour you could wrap that up but um but the rest of it i mean yeah because you could cut out all the stuff that takes place on the naval base and with the with the uh government official who comes in who like i don't know if it's the same guy because it's been a while but i you know this happens this story happens a few stories after day of the uh, day of the daleks Right, which I know we haven't reviewed yet, but I have seen that one, and there's a lot of government, like the the third doctor butts head with a lot of government guys in that one too, and it seems like I don't know if it was a running theme this season, but it seems like the government was getting more and more involved with the doctor's business, uh, and with unit uh, during this time, which I, I found kind of interesting as well. They did quite a few other ones too, because if you go back all the way to the Silurians, you had the government interfering with it. That's how the virus actually got out. That started mm, destroying true. everyone. Right. So that the Silurians, you know, and of course, you know, many people, you know, oh, it was an early version of COVID. That's how it happened. <laughs> but um, it was just, it was just really, really interesting to see. And, I did like it. I did enjoy this one. So the seeing how the government was, you know, being pricks and, but that's, you know, usually, Oh, look, you know, the brigadier always ran up against it. Oh, I'll, I'll get on the phone with Geneva. They'll take care of this. And that was just always the running theme through most of the third doctor era. And so, you know, that's what happens when you're stuck on earth. You get, to f with the government bureaucracy exactly <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah idiots from the government but i i kept thinking of it really reminded me of the the lord of the Rings scene where denethor is eating while he's sending his son out to basically die that's true and, that's very true and, and i mean this guy was doing the same thing he's he's sitting there eating talking about how great the food is asking for more, more food while he's planning to to yeah. start a war. Let loose the dogs of war, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, I think he says that at one point. Let loose the dogs and all that. Now pass me the, pass me the <laughs> cucumber sandwiches. <laughs> all right. So we're going around. Should we give any final thoughts before we rate this one? Well, I mean, we can't talk about this without talking about the masterful use of Akeda! 
<laughs> I love how he has to like yell it every time he uses it. Yes, he has to announce it. He's like Akira, Akira. What did you think of the music? Oh, the sym- the, the symtho music. Oh my mm-hmm. god, I hate it's the music. pretty bad. It's it it's like yeah that good call on that Mary because that would that did get annoying. Because I was like that, I felt like all those. I felt their sea devils' pain when they were all like covering, <laughs> covering their little gill ears or whatever right. at the tone. And I'm like, yeah, that's what we've been putting up with for like four episodes. I mean, oh man, is it? It's very intrusive. Yeah, it's not smooth at all. It just feels like someone's banging on tones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. Yeah. I was like, oh God, they're really going for it. That was that was unfortunate. You're right. Yeah. They're not trying to fit it in with the story at all. It's no. just like they're they're just doing random in the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. They, that was that was pretty brutal. I do not want this soundtrack. No, maybe if that was the master's plan to put in really bad music or something for this one. <laughs> oh, part of his evil plan. Oh yes. That's the device he was working on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It came to fruition. Oh, my goodness. So, all right, let's go ahead and rate this. One out of five TARDISes, one being the worst, five being the best. Mary, ladies first tonight. Um, I think I'll give this one a four. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. Um, maybe even a 4.5 because, yeah, there's. I'm not saying there aren't problems with it. Yes, there are. But it just, it held my interest throughout the whole thing. And it was just really fun. It was just one of those episodes you could just sit back and, and really enjoy. And uh, Pertwee per, did a great job. Joe, uh, Katie Manning did a great job. Joe had something to do. I was thrilled to see that. And Roger Delgado, as always, was masterful. Ha ha. Ha ha ha. I see what you did there. <laughs> so I just really enjoyed it. Nope. That's awesome. That is awesome. Mikey. Uh, yeah, I agree. I'm going to give it a four. Uh, I don't think I give it goes four or point five, but I, I, um, cause there are some really better stories out there, but, uh, and you know, I have to give the duck some point because really the sea devils, they, they should have done something a little bit more interesting. They should have just not been fodder, uh, mm-hmm. for, for literally for the, uh, cannon, the naval cannons. um, and and the you know the triangle thing was a kind of cool concept, but I, they didn't really explore that very well. So um, so I think they dropped the ball on a couple things. But uh, it was a fun story. A rewatch factor is completely here. I would rewatch this uh, tomorrow, um, really. Um, and uh, I'd also recommend it. Like you know, if someone was new to Doctor Who, I, I could pop this in and be like, hey, "What do you think?" Um, I wouldn't have uh, uh, any hesitation to show them that, this because I think it's a it's a fun story. It's what uh, um, you know. And then and and I think you know not to not to get on this horse again, but you know it 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 when if the story is suffering, if the story's not completely there then have fun with it. And it seems like sometimes that lacks, that's been lacking from new who maybe since the beginning, really. I can see that is the fun factor. You know, sometimes I think it takes itself too seriously. And, and I'll the, say even that was through the Moffat era. Yeah. And this definitely brought the fun back and the, well, this whole era is fun and, you know, Pertwee making the faces and Pertwee, you know, getting wrapped up in the tentacle monsters or whatever. It's just, it's always great to see. And it was, it was fun. So 
Definitely. I'm going to give this. The stuff is the sandwiches. Like, so he steals Joe's sandwich, but he also like, you know, in the middle of fighting the master, he's like, I need some energy. And he starts munching on his sandwich during the sword fight. I'm like, I mean, the Pertwee's just having a blast. Yeah. He's obviously really enjoying it. (laughs) And it's cool because I didn't feel like he was playing to the kids with the humor. And no, that was part of the cool thing with it. So I'm going to give this one. I'm going to do a solid four. Definitely a four. I enjoyed it. I thought it it moved very quickly. And for six episodes, you know, I'm never a big fan of the six episode ones, but it was fun. That's all I'll say. Yeah. So it was cool. We definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Feedback at ourstationwho.com. And definitely let us know what your guys' thoughts were on this one. All right, guys, time to wrap up already. This was a quick one compared to the episode we just watched. So thank you guys for listening at home. We will be back in two weeks. And like we said, on the 19th of April, on Tuesday night, we will be new who, new who, and we'll be doing Facebook Live. So definitely join us for that. And of course, thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Mary. Thank you. What What a fun episode to talk about. And you want to promote your stuff? You can find me at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVision Arts. Awesome. And Mr. Mike. As always, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for everyone to listen. Thank you guys for being here with me and always giving me an outlet to talk about one of my favorite shows. This is awesome. Legends of the Sea Devils coming soon, sooner than you think. And then we go into a very long break. (laughs) of Doctor Who. (laughs) So, thank you guys. We will talk to you soon. Be well. Hug your loved ones. And stay in touch. We'll see you soon. Peace. And we're done. Boom. Akira! (laughs) You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You can subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Sir, there's Klingon to the starboard bow. Starboard bow? Starboard bow! What are they doing there? They seem to be waiting for the new episode of Earth Station Trek! Science, what do we know about this Earth Station Trek? It's a podcast that tracks through the history of Star Trek, from the early days on NBC to the future on Paramount Plus and everywhere in between. Navigation, how would one find such a podcast? By setting coordinates for EarthStationTrek.com or by doing a sensor sweep of Spotify, iTunes, or any other quadrant where fine podcasts are available. Captain, what are we going to do about the Klingons? We come in peace, Commander. Weapon station, shoot to kill. Shoot Shoot to to kill. kill! Shoot to kill! This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.